Hello, and welcome to the second episode of Terminals Talk, the podcast from the Tank Storage Association. I am Nuncia Florio. When considering process safety incidents, including many of the most high-profile safety occurrences, it is clear that leadership failures are a significant cause or factor, irrespective of industry or sector. Today, we will explore the connection between leadership and process safety. Joining me today are TSA's Executive Director, Peter Davidson, and TSA's Technical Specialist, Jamie Walker. Hi, Peter. Hi, Nuncia. So today we're going to touch on the role of leadership in the prevention of major accident hazards and recent work by the Tank Storage Association in this context. Peter, I know you've been involved in many joint industry and regulator forums over the years. Can you tell us a little bit more about the context in which this sector operates? Thanks, Nuncia. Yeah, as you know, Process safety and process safety leadership is something that is very, very close to my heart. And as an organisation, the Tank Storage Association has done a huge amount in this area. So it's probably worth giving you a little bit of a um, history to the topic and how how we've evolved into the process safety leadership initiatives that we've got active today. And really, a lot of this originated following the Buntsfield explosions and fires way back in 2005. And at that point, following the accident. Uh, Industry, trade unions, um, the Coma Competent Authority, who are the regulators, that is the HSE in the UK and the three environmental agencies, SEPA in Scotland, NRW in Wales, and the Environment Agency um, in England, formed what was called the Process Safety Leadership Group. And the major role of the Process Safety Leadership Group was to develop a response to the recommendations that came out of the Buntsfield uh, investigation report. And it published the Process Safety Leadership Group final report back in 2009. And as part of that report, it also published what was called the Principles of Process Safety Leadership. And they're really aimed at providing the foundation to businesses to help them ensure that they are a high reliability organisation. In other words, they've got an acute awareness of process safety and what can go wrong if they don't manage their plant process and people effectively. So there are eight principles for senior industry leaders to follow. Um, And they include board level active engagement and competency in safety management, engagement and involvement of the workforce in managing safety, as well as sharing best practice across industry sectors and learning and implementing lessons from relevant incidents in other organisations in order to maintain the currency of corporate knowledge and competence. And those principles have now been widely adopted across the chemical and downstream oil industries. And finally, the Coma Competent Authority, I mentioned earlier, that's the HSE, Environment Agency, SEPA in Scotland and NRW in Wales, uh, in the UK have developed an operational delivery guide based on those principles, which is used to carry out site-based interventions. So the process safety leadership principles, uh, as you mentioned, specifically refer to leadership engagement and competence. Um, Do you want to tell us a little bit more about major hazards leadership and why it is so important? Yeah, sure. I I think high standards of of process safety leadership or leadership are essential to ensure effective control of major hazard risks. In other words, if you're operating a plant process that has the potential 
to cause a significant accident, then you need to make sure that you have effective control over those risks for that process plant. And it's essential to understand the implications of business decisions on that plant and process and the hazards that it presents. Because if you don't understand the decisions that you're making at board level, that could have a catastrophic effect on the business, the local populations, and of course, the environment. And that's both in the short term and also in the long term, because business decisions might not have an implication on safety for many years. However, they could well have an impact. And I think that's really uh, one of the important points of the PSLG principles of process safety, is really trying to push that message to those senior leadership teams. And good major hazard leadership helps organisations to ensure that risks are given the resource, priority and attention that is needed to reduce the likelihood of those accidents happening. And it's also critical to understand that there's a need for a sustained management of those risks as well. This isn't just a conversation that senior management teams and boards need to have once. You need to have perpetual and continual attention paid to what those risks are and how you go about managing them. So really, those senior leaders need not only understand what can go wrong, what could cause that major accident, but they also need to think about what systems are in place to stop it from happening in the first place. And they need to make sure that they have access to the right information to give them assurance that those systems that are designed and implemented to prevent major accidents are working effectively and doing what they should. Absolutely. And my understanding is also that the COMA competent authority has developed an operational delivery guide based on the process safety leadership principles uh, which is used to carry out site-based interventions. Can you tell us a little bit more about this? Yeah, sure. So to give you some context, first of all, I, I'm incredibly proud of the work that the Tank Storage Association has done in this area. And we're also incredibly proud to be a founding member of something called the UK Coma Strategic Forum which is a high-level joint industry and regulator forum, which also involves participation from the unions in the UK. And it was established back in 2013 to improve major hazard leadership performance and management and raise standards across all industries that are regulated underneath the COMA regulations. We're also very fortunate enough as the Tank Storage Association to chair the Process Safety Leadership Working Group of the COMA Strategic Forum. Now, back in 2019, the Coma Strategic Forum launched this idea of the Year of Major Hazard Leadership. And to coincide with that initiative, um, we also worked with the Coma Competent Authority to develop what's called its Operational Delivery Guide, which has a long title, but it's, it's called Inspecting Major Hazard Leadership and Investigating Leadership Failures in Major Accidents and the Supporting Major Hazard Leadership Intervention Tool. That is a long title. It's a bit of a mouthful, but it's a very important um, document. And what that document does, it explains to regulators how they should go about carrying out interventions or inspections at coma sites to test their effectiveness in terms of process safety leadership. It's an incredibly important document. And this operational delivery guide is part of the overall competent authorities strategy aimed at encouraging strong safety leadership and preventing, ultimately, those major accidents from occurring. 
and really underpins the competent authorities' program for ensuring effective leadership in preventing, controlling and mitigating major accidents and covers the background and arrangements for inspection, investigation and leadership. So in other words, it's an instruction manual that says when you as a regulator are going to go along to a site and inspect that site for their performance on process safety leadership, these are the things that you need to look at. Interesting. And how is this used in interventions? So the way that it's used in interventions is is as part of the inspection program, which is on every coma site's uh, inspection plan. So every coma site will have an inspection plan, which is jointly agreed with their regulator, which says these are the topics that we are going to come along and inspect at your site over the next year or two. And inspections on process safety leadership effectively began in 2021. There was a big um, topic that delayed its rollout between 2019 and 2021. I don't need to say what that is, but it was a large global pandemic which delayed rollout. But it began in 2021, those inspections. And the expectation of the Coma Competent Authority when carrying out those interventions is to make sure that they can ensure that the leadership and process safety competency are demonstrated at all levels within the business using that delivery guide that I mentioned earlier. And it's important that the risk profile of the site is understood and a sound risk assessment has been carried out and making sure that senior leaders in the business understand what that risk assessment is there to do and to make sure that it has been carried out effectively. And I think in addition, major hazard leadership intervention is aimed at ensuring that there is effective communications within the company. A robust management of change process is in place and that the integrity of operations is maintained and not compromised for short-term gain. That's critically important. And it links back to what I mentioned earlier about the decisions made at board level and what implications that could have on safety at the site. Now, these interventions also seek to ensure that the business is a learning organisation. What does that mean? Well, it means that there are effective arrangements in place to share and learn from best practice and knowledge, not just within the site, but within the business and externally from other sectors and subsectors within COMA, both nationally and internationally. And it's really important that that best practice and knowledge is accessed and learned by the organisation. And I think finally, it's important that process safety performance is measured and reported and understood by senior leaders. Right. And my next question would be, what lesson can we learn from these interventions? I think it's it's probably worth mentioning, first of all, that, that what is the outcome from um, those interventions? Right. And when a site has an intervention on process safety leadership or any other intervention topic, they're effectively scored or graded uh, against each of the inspection topics. And the way that the HSE or the competent authority, I should say, do this is they will rate an operator between 10, that they have a strong assurance that the site meets the requirements of the delivery guide, through to 60, where there is no assurance that the site meets the requirements of the requirement within the operational delivery guide. And to date, I think actually to the end of 2022, 
Um, there's been a dozen or so interventions carried out on process safety leadership. There's been more since in 2023, but end of 22, around about a dozen. And in general, the businesses were scoring overall in the region of 30 to 40, meaning that they did some things well, but there was room for improvements. So what's next, uh, looking at the uh, context of uh, these interventions and the scores that uh, we have seen? So I, I think, as I mentioned, most businesses who have had interventions also had recommendations for improvements. Right. Now, that's not a bad thing because having a recommendation to make an improvement is a good learning process for the business. There was never any expectation that every business, when they get an intervention against process safety leadership or any other topic, are always going to be an exemplar. There are always opportunities for learning and improvement. Um, and at the end of 2022, the Coma Strategic Forum Leadership Working Group, which I mentioned earlier, which we are very proud to chair, we collated lots of the recommendations into a series of common themes that came out of those early interventions, those dozen early interventions that happened in 2021 and 2022. And there are a series of these common themes that came out. And if I can just go through some of these with you. That would be very helpful. So... If I look at the first topic, which is safety leadership needs to be at the core of managing a major hazard business, a couple of the themes that came out of there was that major hazard leadership should be clearly defined and written into every senior leader's job description. Right. In other words, their job description should state that they need to understand what process safety leadership is and why it is so important. They need to make sure that change management is critically important and understood, and they need to make sure as the senior leaders within that business that that change management process is robust and there is a good system in place. They also need to recognise that the environment is also a critical part of coma compliance, and it has to be considered when effectively managing the business. We're not just here to protect people, we're also here to protect the environment, and the coma regulations do that. Absolutely. Secondly, we know that major hazard leadership requires board-level involvement and competence. A couple of the points that we found during those early interventions was that competence on, on major hazard leadership is required at board level. We know that. However, it should not be left to one individual. There needs to be competence throughout all board members. It might be that one of them is more specialised than others on process safety management, but all members of the board or the senior management team need to have some level of competence. They need to have read and understand the key elements of the safety report. The safety report is a requirement of coma regulation and it basically tells you how the site is managing the risks right. um, that are created by its business. And clearly, the senior management team or the board need to understand what are the key elements of that safety report. And finally, there are businesses which have operations in the UK. However, their senior leaders are headquartered outside of the UK. So they may not have a clear understanding of the UK regulatory regime or even Cervezo 3 if we look across the wider European context. They could be outside of, of Europe. And particularly with regards to the coma regulations in the UK, that is a risk-based approach to safety. So it isn't a tick box exercise. It's a process that utilizes risk assessment. 
And that is sometimes not well understood by those senior leaders that are headquartered outside of the UK. And then if we move on to something like good major hazard management um, does not happen by chance and requires constant active engagement. This is one of the principles, but what was generally found is that actually there's not a one-size-fits-all solution to major hazard leadership. Every business and every site is unique and has unique challenges. So adopting a policy of cut, copy and paste with the way in which you manage your major hazard sites across the UK and globally is not the right approach because every site has its own risk profile um, and its own uniqueness. So therefore, you need to think about major hazard leadership in that context. And secondly, when planning changes, you need to make sure that you do that with plenty of time. If there are going to be known delays in implementing new solutions or new measures, that should be a conversation that's had with your COMA competent authority representative, and it clearly should be expanded and explained in your process safety report as required under the COMA regulations. And that brings us also to uh, another of the principles, which is that of having a positive safety culture throughout the organization. Yeah, that's right. And that that's how, how do you try and quantify what a positive safety culture is within the organization? And as I said, this is a cultural change. This is a cultural process that has to be adopted by the business. And actually, one thing that can really help with that is visibility of the senior management team and board members throughout the whole of the organization to demonstrate that they will pay. They are interested in and pay attention to what is happening throughout their business. And I think that also links with engaging with the workforce itself. And senior leaders need to make sure that they engage with the workforce, both in promotion and achievement of good major hazard leadership. What does that mean? You need to make sure that you communicate with the business, both upwards and downwards. And everybody within the organization needs to be aware that they can express their concerns to their management without any fear of consequences by raising an issue. And they need to be able to see that their concerns are listened to and heard. Right. And just while we're talking about communication, one of the really important tools that we can use in communication, particularly with our boards and senior management teams, is making sure that we monitor major hazard performance. And it's really important to make sure that we ensure business risks are being effectively managed. And to do that, every company needs to have a good safety management system in place. And we need to be able to make sure that our boards and senior management teams are prepared and willing to monitor that safety management system to work out how effective and efficient it is. One of the ways that they can do that is by looking at uh, major hazard performance information. We call it in process safety, process safety performance indicators, but they're sometimes called KPIs or key performance indicators. So any business should have a good set of KPIs or process safety performance indicators in place and reporting to the board and the senior management teams, which tell them how well their safety management system and all of their equipment and controls are working. And this is something that the Tank Storage Association also regularly works on. 
Yes, and thank you for raising that, Nuncia. We, as, as a sector, we collectively and quarterly collate performance data from all of our member companies, and internally we publish a safety performance report, and it's called our Significant Indicators. And that looks at several different aspects, including things like occupational health and safety performance, lost time incidents, for example. But it also looks at uh, process safety performance indicators, which are derived from a publication called API RP754, which again is a bit of a mouthful. It is indeed. But again, it's a set of indicators that have been developed by the American Petroleum Institute uh, in the US that we've adopted to look at losses of containment. And that could be large losses of containment, smaller losses of containment, but also leading indicators that tell us something has gone wrong that didn't lead directly to a loss of containment or an accident, but nonetheless are very important to look at. And we also developed a series of what we call significant indicators or barriers. So we analysed all of the different processes that a terminal carries out. So importing, storing, transforming and exporting. And we looked at all of the activities within each one of those criteria and looked at each one of the barriers that we have in place to prevent something going wrong. And we report on any of those barrier failures uh, quarterly to our membership. And it's a very, very good indicator of where we might see emerging problems. And that's incredibly important for businesses to look at. And this certainly links very well to the final principle, which is that of sharing best practice across industry sectors. Yeah, you know, this is this is something that I'm particularly passionate about. And it's to me, it's one of the fundamental roles of the TSA as a trade association, because we cannot work in our own silos. We cannot work in our own companies and corporations without looking outwards to learn what we can from other sectors, whether they're related or unrelated. And we're very proud to be able to manage something called the Process Safety Forum, which is a collection of lots of trade associations from many, many different sectors, not just in chemical and downstream oil, but also from the rail and the nuclear industries, um, upstream oil and gas, and many, many others. And it's absolutely critically important that we are able to talk about the incidents of the near misses that we've had and see what we can learn from them. And to me, that's a fundamental role of a trade association. Absolutely. And what more do you think can be done in this space? It's interesting you ask that question because when we were chairing the uh, Process Safety Leadership group of the Coma Strategic Forum, one of the questions we asked ourselves is, are we just going to prepare a report of the common themes that we got from the interventions that have been carried out, those dozen that I mentioned previously? Or are there other topics that we think would be a good idea for businesses to look at? So one of the important topics that we spoke about was communication. Anuncia, you know me, I believe that communication is king. You obviously think that because you, you, you are our communication specialist within the TSA. Absolutely. But I think senior leaders need to strive to ensure that staff within all levels within the business, whether they're an operator, a supervisor, health and safety professional, asset manager, senior management team, they are all actively engaged. Why do they all need to be actively engaged? It's so that we can seek to ensure that they're all exposed to relevant information 
that demonstrates to them how their systems and processes are working well. Everybody in the organization needs to know that. If you're an operator at the front line, walking around tanks and tanks and carrying out inspections, you need to be given some assurance that all of the procedures and processes are in place and are functioning well to protect you and the environment. Similarly, the board members need to be given that level of insurance that everything is working well. And that's all about good communication. I think competency is another area that we we spoke about within the working group. And one emerging trend from certainly the, the leadership interventions that we carried out is that those senior leaders who were exposed to and were aware of the process safety leadership group principles of process safety leadership in the first place, and who had also attended relevant safety leadership training, they all demonstrated that they were able to better understand the challenges to the business and respond more effectively. Well, that's a really clear indicator. You know, there's there's a huge amount of information out there about process safety leadership. A lot of it is, is very clear, very concise, and very well written. And it's available free of charge to everybody. There is training available on process safety leadership, which is pitched to all levels within the business, including chief executives. And a clear fact that came through from the interventions and also the discussions that we've had in the leadership working group is that if you can promote competency within the board, senior management team, chief executives, it has a fundamentally positive effect on the culture within the business and the understanding of process safety leadership. And I think, finally, I know I mentioned KPIs, key performance indicators or process safety performance indicators earlier, but you need to think a little bit more outside of the box when developing KPIs. And I think you need to think not just on the traditional ones about how many times have I had a leak, how many times have I had a fire, how many times have I had a loss of containment. Think about the other indicators that you can use that are meaningful One good example of that is how many senior management teams, boards, chief executives have a knowledge of any actions or recommendations that have been raised from coma interventions that have been carried out. Actually, it'd be really important to report those as indicators to the board. So we just need to think a little bit more widely about the information that senior leaders can be given to help them better understand how effectively we're managing our assets. Thank you, Peter. That is very helpful. And today we also have as a special guest, TSA's technical specialist, Jamie Walker. Hi, Jamie. Hi, Nancy. The Tank Storage Association is very active and focused on process safety. Jamie, could you tell us what the focus is at the moment and how the association works with its members and partners to promote safety? Yes, of course. So one of the strengths of trade associations, particularly of the TSA, is our strong focus and commitment on safety. We collaboratively work with our members, suppliers and partners to encourage improvement in safety standards across the sector. We do this through a series of TSA and external committees. Uh, So to summarise, the SHE Committee, the Safety, Health and Environment Committee, brings together our full members to discuss all things health and safety related. There's no price on safety as we know, and we actively encourage members to share incidents and learnings. Uh, The technical committee brings together both our full and associate members, uh, and this gives an ideal opportunity for associate members to share new technology and also for full members to inform our associates of any gaps which may need to be filled. 
The technical committee is currently going from strength to strength, and we've recently reintroduced hot topics, which have been refreshed and updated. Externally, uh, we're also a leading member of several Energy Institute committees. The Energy Infrastructure and Marketing Committee is the overarching uh, committee in the area, and they oversee everything distribution and marketing uh, within the sector. And then we also sit on the Road Tanker Panel, which looks at the design of road tankers which carry our products around the country. And also the Infrastructure Marketing and Safety Committee, which is a more in-depth committee and looks at the, the safety around our terminals themselves. Externally, we also sit on a few committees, uh, which I'm sure Peter can give you a little bit more information on. Yeah, sorry to add even more acronyms for committees. All, all we seem to talk about is acronyms sometimes. <laughs> but yeah, we, we're active in, in various different external committees. So uh, probably the, the most relevant is CDOIF, the Chemical and Downstream Oil Industries Forum, which commissions start and finish working groups to write high-level guidance. And one area that we're chairing at the moment is looking at risk assessment and helping to improve the predictive risk assessment process. We also work uh, and lead on a committee called the PSF, the Process Safety Forum, which I think I mentioned earlier, which is sharing best practice and knowledge across high hazard sectors. Thank you, Peter, and thank you, Jamie. That was very insightful in, um, and very helpful in a highlight in how we work together with our members and partners to encourage improvement in safety standards across the sector. Thanks, Nancia. Thanks, Nancia. Thank you both. See you soon. So, leaders need to drive organizational culture and understand how process safety works. However, competence is an ongoing process which requires verification and long-term reinforcement. And it is by working together that we can encourage improvement in safety standards across the sector. Thank you, Peter and Jamie, for your contribution today. And thank you for listening. Remember that you can find Terminals Talk on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all major platforms. As always, check out our website, tankstorage.org.uk for all latest news and insights on the terminals industry in the UK. If you have enjoyed our podcast, please spread the word. Have a great day.